Earlier in the year, after Rihanna debuted her single, Work, Rolling Stone dubbed the track, quote, tropical house flavored. But for some, that phrase felt a bit misleading. What I didn't like was that people were not giving credit to the Caribbean and just whitewashing it as Tropical House. That's Bianca Gracie. I work for Fuse TV and I'm the associate writer for digital. Bianca was a leading voice in the disagreement over Rolling Stone's description of work. They tweeted out a link saying that it was a Tropical House, Tropical House flavored song. And then my response was, you guys are creating a, pop, a problem. This is dancehall inspired in all caps. Stop whitewashing my culture and do actual research. You know, being of Jamaican descent, I felt like it was necessary for me to actually speak out on it. So what did Rolling Stone get wrong here? And what's the story of work and this music called Dancehall? Hey, I'm Brian Barone. And I'm John Lagomarsino. You're listening to Tuner. Today we're going to talk about something that's been a steady trend in some international pop songs over the last few years. You can hear it in some Justin Bieber songs and on Drake's latest record, which are all infused with sounds borrowed from Caribbean popular musics. This borrowing, and the troublesome fact that it so often goes unacknowledged, set the stage for Bianca's tussle with Rolling Stone. And a few months ago, she wrote about it in an essay for Fuse. We caught up with Bianca to talk about her argument that the global pop industry's relationship with local Caribbean music scenes hasn't been quite fair. To understand that argument, we'll take a listen to two different kinds of music. First, the Jamaican-born genre known as dancehall, then something called tropical house. And this will help us understand what happened with Rolling Stone and work. We'll take a closer listen to that song later on, but let's first start by talking about dancehall music. We should note that in broad strokes, you could start this discussion from the perspective of any one of a bunch of Caribbean popular musics. There's dancehall and soca and calypso and reggaeton and so on. But for Bianca, it begins with dancehall. I wasn't born in Jamaica, but um, my parents were immigrants who came from Jamaica when they were teenagers. And most people, you know, African-Americans, they kind of grew up on R&B and soul, but I grew up on dancehall and reggae. I feel like at a young age, I kind of got hooked onto dancehall and kind of the aggressive rawness of it. The first thing to know about dancehall is that it comes from Jamaica. Depending on who you ask, the first true dancehall song appeared anywhere between the later part of the 1970s and the early 80s. Now you can think of dancehall as a kind of subcategory of reggae. Well, reggae is obviously, you know, the mother uh, genre of Jamaica. And then dancehall is kind of the, kind of like the redheaded stepchild. In fact, you'll sometimes hear people use the phrase dancehall reggae as a synonym. This is one of those things like punk is a kind of rock or bebop is a type of jazz. All squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles. You know the drill. And this is easy enough to guess from the name, but let's make sure we mention that dancehall is music for dancing. In fact, the word dancehall properly describes way more than just music. It's styles of dance, fashion. How you dress, how you carry yourself. People always joke that uh, in Jamaica there are as many bars as there are churches. As soon as you you know walk down the street, there's going to be a bar playing dancehall music, and so it's not. It's just more than the music. It's you know a way of life for a lot of people in Jamaica. Now, in terms of what dancehall music sounds like, well, it's hard to convey in just one example. This is a genre with a ton of variety. But here's a classic. This is "Murder She Wrote" by the duo Shakademus and Pliers. Oh, <laughs> 
The important takeaway here is that dancehall is really well established. It's been around for decades. And it's both a major current of Jamaican culture and something that's been popular and influential abroad. Dancehall has always been big in Europe and South America and the UK. There are even thriving dancehall scenes as far away from Jamaica as Japan. Okay, and so here's where Bianca's argument picks up. It has to do with the relationship between dancehall and a kind of club music that got wildly popular a few years ago. In 2014, this new thing was given the name Tropical House by a producer called Thomas Jack. He's an Australian producer. Um, He kind of put that genre on the map, but then it kind of bubbled up into this thing where, you know, people use the, the island rhythms, you know, the drums and everything as their interpretation of what island music is. Basically, Tropical House takes the conventions of house music and mixes in sounds and patterns borrowed from Caribbean genres like dancehall and soca. Or sometimes only what its producers imagine Caribbean music sounds like. And and speaking of those producers, it's important to note that most of the famous and successful ones have been white European guys. In a way, Tropical House is maybe a kind of hybrid or a fusion. But there's also a sense that these producers were really just tacking Caribbean or island-esque stuff onto the same old house beats, more or less as a kind of novelty. Or exotica. Yeah, it's not new at all. Like, I grew up listening to those sounds. I mean, it's not strictly dancehall. There's a lot of soca in it as well, soca and calypso. But they kind of watered that down and, you know, added some four-on-the-floor beats and some more synths to make it more, I guess, white-friendly. To hear how Tropical House producers marry club-style beats with sounds from the Caribbean, real or imagined, first, let's listen to a song by the Jamaican reggae singer Omi called Cheerleader. And now, here's a Trap House remix of the song by the German producer Felix Yehen. There are a few changes here. For one, the tempo in the remix is a bit faster than in the original. And Yehen has replaced Omi's band of acoustic instruments with electronic ones. One of them, I guess, sounds like some sort of synthy, tubular, maybe steel drum thing. Whatever it is, I think it's supposed to sound tropical feeling somehow. And notice the synth kick drum pounding on each beat. That's the four on the floor pattern Bianca mentioned earlier. The name comes from the fact that you're hearing four solid thumps in each measure of music. You can find this pattern in all kinds of music, but it's an absolute staple of house in general. So after starting out in the hands of Thomas Jack and other DJs, the Tropical House sound started to make its way onto the pop charts. You have Kygo doing it, Skrillex did a little bit, and so did Diplo. So it kind of snowballed into a more serious genre. And that's where Sorry? That's where Sorry comes in. Sorry, the Justin Bieber hit which went platinum five times in the U.S. and seven times in Sweden to pick just two eye-popping figures. For Bianca, one feature of all the attention garnered by Sari stood out, and it was emblematic of the conversations surrounding Tropical House as a whole. 
Somehow, very few people thought to mention the Caribbean. Neither music writers nor the musicians behind the song drew clear lines back from Sorry and Tropical House to their inspiration in Dancehall and its cousins. Producers are always talking to magazines and publications about, you know, the songs that they've worked on and albums. And, you know, one, the big question, I mean, I always ask this question with when I talk to artists, you know, where do you get your inspiration from? And there's been so much dancehall bubbling, but then you never hear that reciprocated when they speak. And we should add that, for our part, it's not hard to see this same process happening even in the name Tropical House itself. Instead of something specific like dancehall house fusion or, say, soca house, the phrase tropical house is kind of vague and ahistorical, like it just dropped down out of the sky. Meanwhile, in reality, important ingredients of the genre actually sailed out of the Caribbean. I love that, you know, the sound is being picked up as it is, but it'll be nice to, for, you know, these producers behind these songs to be like, okay, well, I didn't just get the sound from thin air. Like, this is the country that it's coming from, and this, it should be recognized more. And all of this set the stage for what happened between Bianca and Rolling Stone when Rihanna released work. Right. All of this stuff is swirling. All these dance hall and soca and reggaeton and calypso-inspired songs are coming out. You know, you have Drake's One Dance. Zayn Malik, he has a song called Do Something Good. Ariana Grande also has a song called Side to Side. Megan Trainer has a song called Better. And as all the marketing and PR and interviews around all this stuff are happening, some people are being more accurate about the history here, and some people are being less accurate. But basically, this whole rich world of Caribbean styles for a lot of the so-called mainstream, they're getting pancaked down into a set of tropical cliches. And that's how the Rolling Stone headline came to call work a tropical house song. Even though, what, it's pretty much a dancehall song? Right, and fairly obviously so. I mean, even set aside the fact that some of the lyrics are in Jamaican patois, or that the video is set in a famous Caribbean-style restaurant in Toronto. Or that Rihanna is from Barbados. Yeah, and actually a bunch of the track's producers themselves have Jamaican heritage. So the point is that work didn't need to be inspired by Tropical House. The people who made it were already well acquainted with the dancehall tradition, well before Tropical House even came along at all. What's more, if you listen closely to the song's rhythmic organization, it's also just so obviously a dancehall thing. There's no house style four on the floor, for one thing. Instead, the guiding rhythmic pattern is one that's characteristic of a bunch of Caribbean styles, including dancehall. There's a pretty handy name from the Spanish Caribbean for that pattern, where they call it tresillo, which points to the fact that it's made up of three pulses, two longer followed by one shorter. And whenever you hear the kick drum come in, it's playing this pattern. Just get ready for work, 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 work. To me, I be work, 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 work. You see me do me da, 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 But maybe the clearest way to experience how work is built around the tresillo feel is to imagine what it would be like in some other feel instead. Say, if it were set to a more U.S.-style backbeat. Work, 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 work. You see me, I be work, 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 work. You see me do me da, 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 da. Fits, sort of. Everything's the right length, and everything lines up and all. But the feel of the actual song isn't there. That's because we took away the tresillo. But if it's put back in again... Just get ready for work, 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 work. You see me, I be 
back to Bianca and Rolling Stone. She tweets at them to disagree with calling work Tropical House-inspired, when it's really more of a dancehall song. And she got some backup. The tweet kept going and going. I see it everywhere. It was in Spin Magazine. Shout out to Spin. And I saw it in various blogs and forums. And I kind of realized then that this was a bigger issue. And, and then they, they changed their description they did. in their article. Thank God they changed it because people were in their mentions, you know, for tweets upon tweets saying, you know, kind of backing me up. So they did, Rolling Stone did change it to Tropical House Flavor to Dance Hall Inspired. How, how does that feel to get like the premier music publication to change what they've written? I felt so good. So I was like, I'm this like little 24 year old black girl, you know, people don't really listen to us, but then you have Rolling Stone, you know, I guess they kind of felt bad about what they did, as they should. So I'm glad that they um, they listened to what we had to say. The love affair between pop artists with global reach and the musical sounds of the Caribbean seems far from over. Right now, in the summer of 2016, maybe the most famous fan of Dancehall and its cousins is Drake, who's featured in the middle section of work. And Drake's latest album, Views, features contributions from the Jamaican stars Beanie Man and Popcon. The album's lead single, called One Dance, is a gently simmering blend of styles originating from the UK and Nigeria, set, no surprise, to the dancehall pulse we listened to earlier. And it's been hugely successful around the globe. It's arguably the song of the summer. And so far, Drake's been much more careful in his relationship with Caribbean music than the Trap House crowd were. He's been diligent in using his fame and reach to inform his fans about the music he loves and in promoting artists who inspire him, like Popcon, for example. He certainly goes some way, at least, to meeting Bianca's call for musicians to be upfront about what they're inspired by. But some issues of fairness and compensation still remain. A Jamaican dancehall artist named Mr. Vegas, for example, has criticized Drake for not doing enough to feature Jamaicans on views, which he claims is 40 to 50% dancehall inspired. Because when you check the Billboard chart, you know, it's like eight or nine dancehall influence track on the Billboard chart right now. So I'm letting you know that Drake did not do us a favor by using 40 or 50% dancehall on his album. Drake the fake is just running with the hot genre right now. Though he has backed down a bit for fear of becoming 2016's Meek Mill. Drake has millions of fans. How am I going to go up against millions of fans? I might end up like Meat Mill. <laughs> Setting aside the responsibilities of individual artists like Drake, there are also still age-old questions about whether things will ever work out fairly in a system where big record labels can swoop in on local sounds and sell them to the rest of the world. That's in terms of both the kinds of recognition and credit Bianca wrote about, as well as, you know, cold hard cash. Because dancehall, or any style really, it's a kind of funny thing. It's not quite like an object where you can at least begin to think about what fairness might mean in terms of what we owe the people who made it. Instead, a style is something more like the residue of the feelings and habits and sensibilities of the people who've loved and nurtured it. In this case, generations of Jamaican musicians and DJs and dancers and fans and club owners, and the list goes on. We live in a world where all of that can be compressed into a digital file, posted to the internet by suits in L.A. and New York, and sampled by us pretty much wherever we are, whenever we want. We're definitely the beneficiaries here. And it's great to have a whole planet's worth of music at the click of a button and basically for free. 
But we can't forget that some people get the short end of the stick. Some musicians, lots of musicians, they don't get paid their fair share. And some fans find their heritage evaporated away in vague catchphrases like Tropical House. So whatever a just and fair music industry looks like, I don't think it's here yet. But if we want one, we'll all have to do something about it. Thanks for listening. Tuner is Brian Barone and me, John Lagomarsino. Huge and special thanks to Bianca Gracie for joining us to talk about her essay, which is called We Need to Stop Whitewashing Dancehall Music in 2016. We'll link to it in all the places you can get Tuner information. Be sure to follow Bianca on Twitter at Bianca on Rouge and keep an eye out for her writing at Fuse.tv. Today's song, Work, was written by Jarn Braithwaite, Matthew Samuels, Alan Ritter, Rupert Thomas, Monty Moore, Drake, and Rihanna. It was produced by Boy Wonder. It's on Rihanna's latest album, Anti, and was mixed by Manny Marroquin, Noel Campbell, and Noah Shabib. It was mastered by Chris Geringer. Uh, if you like the show, you can visit our website, which is tuner.show. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the handle at TunerShow, where you can tell us about what you think of this song, or really any song. Yeah, and as always, we'd also really appreciate it if you left a rating or a review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Music